0: I'm Gabby's Jules. Grey skies over West London. Greyer still in Turin and Barcelona. God. We're going to get into all that. We're going to get into so much because we've had... Uh, match day five Incredible. of the Champions League. So much late drama, so many events, so many storylines. I think we need to start with a game that turned out to be a dead rubber because yeah. Inter beat Victoria Pilsen earlier. But I think it's still very, very significant because we had Barcelona playing Bayern. Barcelona knew they were eliminated. They knew they were going for the Europa League. But you still had a full house. Mm. You had Bayern at home. Bayern know they're going to top the group come what may. And I kind of feel like what we saw is significant because Bayern went out, played like they always do, and they won 3-0. Barcelona... I thought were disappointing.
1: Yeah, yeah, very underwhelming from Chavez tactics who was completely outdone by Nigersman's tactics and too predictable, very much so, to individual performances as well. You know, it's it's okay, you've got a game plan set by your manager, but you can also individually play well, play better. I think from Dembele to Lewandowski to Kunde. Let's not even go into Bellerin and Marcos Alonso and all of that. It was bad or very average I guess it shows where the two teams are right it, now even if you would expect more from Barcelona
0: yeah and look I mean we're not in the dressing we know the mentality and we know how gutting it is when you lose motivation right yeah. but you should still have a motivation to make a statement if not and I would have had no problem with Xavi done this once you see the other results, say, oh, uh, uh, oh, that team sheet, let me take that back.
1: Yeah, And, you know, and I'm starting 11 Pablo Torres. So, then you, know, you don't like, want to lose even like 10 nil against Bayern Munich at home, though.
0: Yeah, but you play the kids, whatever, here's a glimpse of the few You know, But I'm saying is you don't have that. Yeah, yeah. Here, the players know if they tried hard, right? So they know, all right, we tried hard in a game where really we had no pressure in terms of result. And we still got our backsides handed to us 3-0. I think that is a blow.
1: Yeah, Um, no, I agree with you. And they can go back on, and they've done already. Matteo Alemanni came came out after the game saying, Oh, the refereeing in Milan was so bad, that cost us. Okay, the injuries have cost us. Yeah, fair enough. I think that has made Xavi's life more difficult, especially defensively. But overall, I I don't think you can be surprised by Bayern being so much better than this Barca team. And then Inter, I think he was very much 50 50, and in the end, they got up. We were talking earlier about,
0: uh, off about Xavi and Nagelsmann, right? Two young players. The mm. difference being Nagelsmann is like 10 years experience yeah. almost uh, and Xavi does not. Did that show?
1: Yeah, completely. I mean, we can go back. Barca had a very good game against Athletic Club de Bilbao at the weekend in the league, which is great. And Athletic have a good team. Although they've been they're a good team that's been playing really badly after True. starting well. <laughs> And I've got nothing against something that worked. You try to reproduce it the next game. However, Bayern are not athletic club, and they're a much better team. So you want to do the high press as you did in the first game against Bayern, where you played really well the first half and you should have been in front. This time, Bayern had prepared so well. They plan to beat your press and you were too predictable. They played long. Why would you want Kunde to almost man-mark moting the whole time? Because you know that if Troupo goes on the side of Marcos Alonso, then you're in big, big trouble. The problem is that I kept Kunde out of position all the time, leaving big space. Money on the first goal as acres of space. Gnabry all game long, Musiala as well. It was, it was too predictable, I thought, from Xavi.
0: They they got caught out with quick passes. By the way, no, why would you man Marquinhos? Because the man is a beast. Yeah, true, five goals in what four games? Yeah, incredible. He's in fuego, man. What are you going to do? Fuego. Um, we're going to talk about. You can't help but talk about the impact of this yeah. financially. Um, I posted, and it's an incredibly complicated document, <laughs> I, I posted the official calculations of how the Champions League prize money um, will be will, will be distributed. Um, it's very relevant in terms of Barcelona because obviously this is the year that they pulled the levers, they, they went all in on growth and whatever. It will have an impact. I think it's going to end up being between 30 and 50 million, but honestly, it could be more, it could be less. It depends on how they do in the Europa League, it depends on how Real Madrid does in the Champions League. It depends on a whole bunch of factors. If you want to know why, go and check it out. But the bottom line is that this is a serious blow. You know, the guy gambled and they took a hit, and between the 40 million that they're not getting in TV rights and this you're 80 million down already. Yeah, it's 80, bad. Something
1: like that. It's the second season in a row, of course, uh, that you go down to do Europa League. I think for your own image and your own standing, this is not good at all. Uh, and Laporta can say, oh, don't worry, we will compensate with a new sponsor. The new sponsor will cover, right, okay, but this is not the point here. Yeah, of no. course you can have new sponsors, yeah. even if you qualify for the Champions League, even if you win yeah. the Champions League. You see, the problem is, this is not how you resolve this when kind of issue.
0: When you mortgage your future, It's not about compensating. It's about growing. That's why you borrow money so you can grow. It's not about compensating. Um, The problem is, I mean, you know, my views on on Laporta. But ultimately, he's Mr. Brightside, right? It's always positive, always positive with a guy. Yeah, Uh, I I, want to get into this a little bit more about the financial impact. And we don't have all the pieces. We can't give you exact numbers, but guess what? Neither does La Porta, yeah. right? Yeah. So, just a reminder those levers that he pulled, he sold off chunks of the club that generate money for That's them. Right. So, from the, the TV deal to Barca Studios. To, so, with the idea being that we're going to grow, we're going to generate even more money. So, even though the percentage, you know, we've sold a fixed percentage, but even though, the, the to use the words of a previous prime minister here, um, a very recent prime minister in the U.K., uh, where we're just going to keep growing the pie, yeah. right? And so it's fine that we're going to use that money to invest and so on, right? I think people people get that concept. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think unless you're Nostradamus, you can't say for certain it's going to succeed, it's going to fail, you can't assess the risk. And many, including us, said, wait a minute, this is a totally unnecessary risk. Yeah. The immediate impact now, I think, you know, what is it going to be? I think one of the impacts is simply Barcelona in the Europa League. They're not going to be in the Champions League. They're going to get less exposure. Yeah. Less exposure means that when you go you go to sponsors and stuff, you're going to get less money. I don't think it's going to be tremendous? No.
1: Because they'll be back next season for sure.
0: They'll yeah, be yeah, back yeah, in the yeah, Champions not, not the League, but the problem is, you know, it's one of those things like Bruges are in the Champions League every year too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not it's not just a question of being there and being in the latter stages of being able to like, do we look like a rising power that, yeah. you know, sponsors, especially in this, this is the other thing. They, 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 I think, you know, we can all read the newspaper, right? There's a global recession right now. There's mm-hmm. cash is drying up, right? Yeah. So sponsors wanna jump in on something that, get in early on something they think is gonna grow. So the minute you kind of lose that that idea of growth, um, it becomes that much harder. Yeah. And the reason I said, I, people said, oh, you're for austerity. But the reason I was against this in the summer, I would have said, no, just Cassie, you know, Christensen, you know, maybe sell somebody. But try to grow with the kids rather than go and spend all this money and yep. pull the levers, is that growth is growth. So if you're growing from a lower position, it's easier, right? The way Barcelona went in, how are they going to grow? They would have had to, you know, reach the Champions League final or semifinal or, or whatever. So that makes the that part that much harder
1: yeah definitely and they owe still some money to some of their players including frankie de young who deferred their wages through the pandemic etc cetera, etc cetera, which will be will be costly and and then as long i'm i i i am all up for growing and everything as long as you see progression on the page with what your manager is doing what your players are doing etc which at times we've seen and at times it's a bit more difficult to see where this team is going I still think that Xavi should still stay there until the end of the season and what you do next season, depending on the next few months now, but that's where I've got an issue with is where is this team heading. I, I still think that Xavi could be a very good coach, but like we mentioned earlier, I think Nagelsmann showed his weaknesses, showed his flaws, showed maybe that he's just not ready yet to be one of the top and if he's not one of the top, then it would take more time for Barca to go back to the top. I want to talk more about Xavi because I think you know there's a complex
0: discussion to be had there. But before that, before we move on to that, just to close out the financial bit of this, um, because a lot of people have asked, does this mean that they won't be able to strengthen the team in January? Yeah. Um, I think there's still money there because they sold, you know, they sold those chunks for a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So if they were to double down and do it and address certain positions where they feel they need to, I personally hope they don't because. This, to me, it would just be silly at this yeah, stage. What What are you doing to do? it's like to increase your chances of winning La Liga? That's yeah, it may bring you prestige, but it's not going to move the needle no, financially. Sure. Doing that, yeah, yeah. Um, given the way Laporta's operated under, until now, you know, I would imagine he's running around with with a list of right backs and left backs, <laughs> and maybe a central defender. Um, but uh, if they do have to sell. The saleable assets, the ones that are going to get you a ton of money, are obviously your young players. It's Pedri, it's Gavi. And De Jong. I would would say Ansu Fati. Yeah, yeah, as well. De Jong's is slightly different. De Jong is on a huge salary. True. So I don't think, yeah, if De Jong is a good World Cup or if he plays well for Barcelona, you know, I think, but you'll get 50, 60 million for for De Jong probably. But I don't think it's somebody who's really going to make you, and then you need to replace him, right? I, yeah. I, I don't think he's in the same angle as Pedri Gavi and Ansu I wouldn't sell Pedri Gavi and Ansu unless I really really had to and especially with Ansu obviously I want to see him on the pitch more yeah. going back to Chavin, perfect transition with, with Ansu Fati I think the number is now like I think he's played in like 20 games in a row for Barcelona right but They only started a few times he's only started yeah. twice I think twice, yeah, or maybe yeah. three times uh, just going back to last season what
1: and when he started, um, he's done well. He's done what's really the well. issue here? When he's come on, he's done well. Yeah,
0: and when so he's come on, he's done well. W- but he w- even started. What's the problem? Why does he... Why aren't people talking about this?
1: I know, I know. We said that the other day, didn't we, after the Classico. Uh, I really thought he was going to start, I have to say, on Wednesday. I was convinced he would start. I was convinced that um, that Pedro would play in midfield and not, not so much wide as, as he did in the first, in the first half. Um, I don't know if there's an issue because they are super cautious because there's risk and they have right. all the the data medically on, on his fitness so maybe it's something it's we do It's been don't know. 6 months since I he's know, been back. I don't know maybe I don't know maybe he's, he's a bit scared as well to to go back in after being out for so long. I I don't know but there must Wait. be something cuz I don't get it. In terms of Xavi I think like I'm biased. I really really like
0: Xavi. Yeah. I what I struggle with when I say this this team is not very well put together in what they did in the summer, and we've talked about it, you know, Dembele and Rafinha essentially playing the same position, so you gotta move one out of, did you even need to sign Rafinha once you've signed Dembele or, or vice versa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, And obviously, the fullback situation and decisions like playing Marcos Alonso last night now. I mean, it may, well, it means Eric Garcia doesn't play. Yeah, true. So that's good. that's good. <laughs> but equally, you know, how do you find yourself in this situation? Obviously, Xavi was a big part of the summer spend. But again, I feel from the outside, we don't know where Xavi ends and other people begin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're not going to know until later. We don't want to have this, like, you know, this is very unhealthy. Well, there was a club signing, there was a manager signing, whatever. That's very unhealthy. Yeah. But I take a step back. I know Xavi's a football man. I don't know that he would have gone and made all these signings himself. I I, I kind
1: of refuse... Am I I I being too too idealistic about Xavi? I agree with you. And I think um, Xavi will know how to build the squad, I would think. Uh, I think Xavi will know exactly what he needs to play the football that he wants, to implement all his ideas. And I think that if you see, if you look at the squad and how it's been built, there's clear flaws in there. And I, I would think that a manager like Xavi, even lacking a bit of experience at that kind of level would know, hang on, I need this profile and that profile and in that position, I need something a bit different. I already have this, I already have that. What's the point of having me having you know, those two similar players? That kind of stuff, which clearly has, doesn't seem to have been addressed in the summer.
0: Well, yeah, or things like, do I need three left-backs?
1: Yeah, you for, example, <laughs> I mean, for example. But uh, I, think, I think they have to... Tr- I, I would want to believe that they will trust him. I think they should trust him. I think he deserves 100% until the end of the season and see where they are. But he's making mistakes, and some mistakes are basic mistakes. I'm sorry, but we go again. It was too predictable against Bayern. It was too easy for Nagelsmann, even before the game started, to know exactly what Xavi would do without the ball, like in Munich, with the ball, like against Bilbao. Too easy, too easy to counter too easy to find a a solution to and then what was maybe the most surprising is that Xavi on the touchline seeing that first half unfolding, going 1-0 down after 10 minutes, but you could already have been 1-0 down by the way, and not really adjusting to it, not changing anything. At that time it was pretty clear that Pedri had to come a bit more in the heart of the game and find space there instead of staying wide where he was and that the build-up structure didn't work the way that Barca tried to build up so I was disappointed by that. I think we need to show some more love for
0: Bayern yeah. because let's not forget this is a team that you know went out there and they were without Manuel Neuer, yeah. Leroy Sané, you know Thomas Muller started on the bench, came on, um, but obviously he you know he had spent time away, so yeah, not yeah. fully fit. Lucas Hernandez, I'm, like King- King- Kingsley Coleman, yeah, yeah. right? So yeah, obviously Lucas Hernandez as well. I mean, that is a lot of players to spot the opposition. But, but I just really want to focus on... Because I think Müller, Sané, and Neuer are automatic choices in this Bayern team right yep. now, right? So you take three starters out. And then obviously Barcelona, we're without, Kun, we're without Araujo... Fair enough, right? Yeah, yeah. But in terms of absentees... Bayern were the more weakened team. Yeah, yeah? I, think so. I don't think there's any question there.
1: No, but they have a better squad overall.
0: But obviously they have a better squad. But also to go out there and play that same way without those key men, that's a real testament to the job that, that Nagelsmann is doing. Yeah. Uh, I know you probably approve of his dress sense in this game, sort of the yeah, more minimalist black t-shirt. Yeah, yeah right. exactly. Get me <laughs> no
1: beige uh, chinos, it's fine. Um,
0: what impressed me was the back four. I think this back four, Upamecano and Delict yeah. together, they were criticized earlier this year, individual errors, so on. And people often do this, oh, we've got two very tall guys, can they work together? Yeah. I think they've been really good the last four or five games that they've played together. Yeah. Um, I like Bayern a lot better with the attacking fullback, so Davies and mazraoui I think, is a special player. Yeah, yeah. And um, he will improve
1: and he will get better tactically as well. But yeah, I, well, you someone...
0: Know, but tacti- defensively, you, you, you still got issues with him.
1: Yeah, but it's fine. It's fine. This is not where his forty is, so I'm happy with that. As long as there's cover, I think Upamecano can cover. I think Kimmich can cover as well. So I don't have a problem. I much prefer Mas at at back than Pavar. Stanley Sitch anybody yeah, else being anti-French again no no no, no it's not that no, I'm just but someone pointed out to us on Twitter last night didn't we how fitted Delia looks now to the Juventus I'm not really sure if, if it's that obvious but certainly you know certainly and he almost made a, almost gave away a penalty Lewandowski whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. almost gave away Well, right? no it, it was a bit it Levan- could have been clumsy but it was not I, a pain he's Lewandowski gets in front
0: of him. Yeah. yeah. Because Lewandowski is one of the greatest forwards in the world. Yeah, not yeah. the best center forward in the world. I don't know and I, I mean I thought he did well to get to the ball. Like yeah, when yeah, you're no, being no, no, like no. that, you
1: but know, still what do you, has do? That Why you? Him Either yeah. let
0: him run past you or you try to go for the no, ball. The
1: has that in him. We've seen it in the league. We saw that against Stuttgart, we saw that in many games with Bayern in the Bundesliga as well, that he still has at times these little moments where he's not so sure if he go, if he needs to go or not. And, maybe makes a mistake, but they look so good. The Gnabry assist on the money goal is exceptional and I don't think enough has been made on that pass. He scored a lovely goal that was disallowed for offside and rightly so, but I thought Gnabry looked sharp in in. In a rare game, well, not rare game, but because there's so much competition in those wide places that he had to play well, I think. But yeah, Bayern were very impressive. So we were asked at our
0: Champions League talking points uh, last night. You weren't a part of it this week. It was me, Mark Ogden and, and, and Sam Marsden. You know, who the... F- who the favourites were on current form mm. and it was funny, Ogden kind of went a little tirade. It's worth checking out because it is kind of vintage Oggy, he says like current form doesn't matter, it matters oh. how good you are in March and April. All right, okay. Which is true, right? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, if the Champions League final were next week, I would really like Napoli's chances, Yeah, given that I know that it's in March and April and I think other teams are going to get better. Yeah. This is his logic to say like he picked Liverpool, for example, because yeah. he thinks Liverpool will be better in 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 April, um, but in terms of the best teams that we've seen in the competition thus far, is it for me? I'll tell you. So far, the best teams we've seen are Bayern, Napoli, mm. Manchester. I'm not going in order. No, Manchester yeah. City. Yeah. Um, and then I think you would add as potential winners. I'm very comfortable adding Real Madrid, Paris yeah. Saint Germain. And I would stick Liverpool in yeah, there, yeah. for the only reason, just the ingredients, right? Yeah. Salah on the break, the shutdown keeper, whatever. Yeah. Are, are, you, are you with That's that? Am fair. I missing anybody out?
1: No, I don't think so. I mean, there could always be a dark horse somewhere, <laughs> but I don't think so. And I, and I think the fact that Juve, Atleti, Barca all out uh, already, I think shows that for the bigger boys, you know, I think, and especially the teams that are going to finish top of their group, which would be the, the strongest ones. There's a road there for the quarterfinal where we could have an incredible quarterfinals with the top eight, the really strongest top eights in Europe right now, which could. I think be very very promising. You could easily have a before Arsenal
0: fans get upset. The strongest, you means the strongest top eight that are in the competition, yeah, in the right? League, Obviously, Arsenal can't be no eh, because yet. they're not in the no champions. League. not 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 this season. <laughs> uh, by the way, for those keeping uh, score at home, people love to see this. Um, yeah. Four of the, no, sorry, five of the Super League twelve. Are not won't be paying in the round of 16. Could become six if Tottenham get knocked out as well. That's true. All right, enough, Barca. How about some quick hits instead? Go, Gab plenty of VAR controversy last night Jules but let's start with another Liga side dropping out wow. that crazy ending against
1: Bayer Leverkusen cost Atletico Madrid a place in the knockout round yeah incredible Clement Turpin the uh, the French referee blowing the the, the, the the final whistle the game is over it's 2-2 Atletico are out and then he gets a call there's a VAR call on a handball on the court on, on the corner which was the last kick of the game just before that so he goes to the screen gives the penalty The whole Metropolitano explodes. Um, Which, by the way, you're allowed to do unless the teams have left the
0: field. VAR can call them back. Exactly.
1: So who takes the ball? Do you think Griezmann maybe? It's not Griezmann, it's Carrasco. After the game, El Cholo said, well, I told Carrasco to take it because Griezmann was tired. If you look at the stats, Carrasco had run more than Griezmann through the game. Maybe, but maybe Carrasco Griezmann has better
0: stamina. stamina. What does it matter? Maybe. Anyway. Wait, but Carrasco what kind we... of logic
1: is this? I'm just saying he's tired, but he's, he's run more. I'm just saying. Okay, it, it, Excuse me.
0: If, if me and a marathon runner go and like run for half an hour, yeah. uh, the marathon runner will probably cover fair more enough. ground than me. That's a and good point.
1: I'll be more just, tired. I was just pointing out that Carrasco yes, had I run more. I am Griezmann in the marathon. There is Carrasco. Okay. Uh, Carrasco looks stressed. Yeah, tensed while waiting for the for him to take his pen. Radeski saves it. The ball comes back. Saul Niguez heads it on the bar. The ball comes back. Vinildo takes a shot. The ball is going in, but Carrasco blocks the ball and the ball comes out. And it's the end. Incredible drama.
0: What a night for Carrasco. But hey, Actually, he didn't deserve to go through anyway. They didn't. No. And they're playing a Bayer Leverkusen team that's obviously had a really rocky start under yeah. our boy Chabi Alonso. Yeah. Um, over the course of the f- of the five games, they don't deserve to go no, through. I think time.
1: <laughs> Antonio Conte was furious, Gab after Hurricane's late leg goal was disallowed against Sporting for offside. He meant that he drew one one and now have to avoid defeat in Marseille next week in Match Six to advance. Does he have a point, Conte? On the
0: decision? Yeah.
1: No, I, I,
0: um, I'm sorry. As, the two lines. Much as I love. Like, no, this is semi-automatic line. It's a, it's one thing if you're going to go and argue, and that's when he said he didn't complain. Well, what if it had been another team? Will they have the courage to intervene? These are machines you're talking to. <laughs> yeah. honestly, it's kind of like getting angry at like your television because it doesn't work, you know, I, or, or or shouting at the moon. Like you're not talking about a human being who made a decision. Yeah, look, he's wound up. Wound up. Sometimes when he's wound up, he lets himself down. I think this was one of those occasions. Mm. But the late goal decision aside, Jules, what did you make of Spurs per, Spurs performance? Booed off at halftime. But it's now three games without a win in all competitions, two of those at home. They yeah. did have chances in the second half,
1: mostly to Dier, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately for them. Uh, horrible first half, horrendous. I thought pathetic for a team like that. And he played Lucas Moura in the front three, so yeah. we thought
0: maybe the problem is 3-5-2, go back to 3-4-3, three, three. no.
1: Yeah, no, not even that. Second half a bit better. I mean, especially on set pieces, that's how they scored their goal. Uh, and, and that's how they created the, the most chances. They go back to 1-1 with 10 minutes to go and what does Conte do? He takes Lucas Moura off and bring on MS and Royale, which didn't really understand that either. Um, it's a disappointing result, it's a disappointing performance. Harry until the goal, had literally nothing, no service. Some hardly much more. I, I th- I, I'm worried for Conte and Spurs. So I really am.
0: The stock answer that Conte lovers give, as you know, yeah. is that He works hands-on with the players on the training pitch. Because of this crazily congested uh, schedule, he doesn't have to do it. He has to do everything off video. How long has he been in charge now?
1: How long has he been in charge? 11 months. Has he had a full pre-season training camp, for example? Yes, Yes, he has. has. So now you tell me after 11 months, he can't still implement his ideas because he's got no time to work between matches?
0: I I think he needs to do better. I think he knows he needs to do better. And I think he's angry with himself, first and foremost.
1: Jürgen Klopp tinkers with his formation again. We see the 4-4-2 diamonds. And Liverpool beat Ajax 3-0 to seal their place in a round of 16. Gab, your thoughts? My thoughts
0: is that there's a lot of parallel between this game and the Rangers game with the difference that Liverpool were better. Than they were against Rangers, and, and what I mean is, this they go away from home. The other team attacks them. They create chances. They they, yeah. they they hit the post almost straight away. They're at sixes and sevens. Tadic has that has that incredible. God, yeah, they chance. could have been twinned down. Liverpool. Yeah, the one which like you know, Trent Alexander Arnold is looking. He's not. Even, he's looking. He's got his he back to him. Know nothing about the it. The ball hits off his hits him off his back. But then. You know, there's something to be said for quality and yeah. class. And how about Jordan Henderson, who we've been critical of? Yeah. That little... That, you like that, Teckers. That special, yeah, yeah, Teckers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You how were not expecting
1: fair. that from Jordan no. Henderson. No, to be fair. Big mistake by Sanchez, right back for Ajax, but still. Big still. mistake by the goalkeeper, oh. too. That's fair. And we're, 55 years old. the two central
0: defenders, what, do they forget? That Mohamed Salah's and there. But, but the pass but stands. Still, the pass and the, the, the finish, great. And um, Darwin is also horrible miss. But then, yeah. obviously, he made up for it. So, uh, look... You keep rolling. Did you like
1: the diamond? Did you like Firmino as a ten behind Salah? I think it's more its a position he
0: played earlier in his career. It's a more natural thing. I'm not a hundred percent about Salah being. If Salah has the freedom to go wide when he so chooses, because Salah cutting in at that angle is devastating. Salah from a more central position is just a different sort of play. Yeah. You know, uh, as long as he doesn't mess with his freedom, I think it's okay. What's that coming over the hill? It's more quick hits. Yes. We knew Juventus were on their way out of the Champions League, but Jules, we didn't think it would come via such a horrendous performance against Benfica. Do not let the 4-3 scoreline fool you. you, This first... Seventy minutes, incredible. Were an absolute horror show. Yeah. Credit Benfica, but playing Juve.
1: Yeah, completely. I mean, until the kids came on for Juve uh, and kind of salvaged the game a little bit towards the end. Healing Junior, remember the yeah, name? Link Former Junior, Chelsea star, England international. Well. Well, all of that, but before that, it was a disaster class from Juventus again. Uh, Benfica could have easily been five one up, six one up. Rafa Silva could have had three four. It was too open, too easy. Too much intensity that Juve could not match is worrying again, but we've been saying it since the start of the season. So I, I don't know where you go from there. They, Alleg- might, they might not even make it to the Europa League, to be fair, because Maccabi can, <laughs> the PSG can beat them, and then Maccabi somehow maybe could get something against Benfica. So, terrible. I legally didn't
0: reel off the list of absentees on this one. Um, I think the only one that's really significant, since it wasn't there before, is Bremer. Exactly yeah, thing, for, for a while. Um... But he says that, ooh, this is good, because, you know, not this is good, but, you know, he said, I'm angry and ashamed, but, you know, we're, we're, we're going to learn from this. What's he going to
1: learn? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. He learned that he's not good enough anymore. I, I, I think he's had a lot of time, so he's had yeah. a lot of opportunities to learn. Put that time. And Gab, some might say that the, this humiliation that we just explained was not even the worst thing. That happened to Juve on Tuesday because prosecutors accused the club of false accounting and alleged those pay cuts and deferral players took during the pandemic weren't really quite pay cuts.
0: No, so, and by the way, this is an investigation that's, you know, they, they've been on trial for They're this forward, sporting yeah. justice, but this is criminal justice, right? Because yeah. Juventus are listed on, on the stock exchange, so they have certain transparency requirements. The allegation um, that's being made, which Juve denied, is that essentially when they had to, during COVID, when the players said, all right, we're going to give up three months salary, two months salary, oh, whatever yeah. it is, um, that the club said, okay, fine, but we will pay you later. Right, with, where you're not really taking a pay couple, yeah. and they they had some other private funds that they were going to use to pay the players, including supposedly 20 million to Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, there's going to be a full there's going to be a full investigation. The, the false accounting, inflating player transfer values, I think that's really hard to prove one mm. way or the other. This is a lot Different. easier to yeah. prove if it actually happened, and you know Juventus have every right to put their case forward. I just want to say this. If the players came out during the pandemic, during a time when people were dying, when businesses were were going bust, when the whole world was turned upside down, and they said, yeah, yeah, Juve, okay, we'll take the pay cut, but you're still gonna pay us. I hope that public opinion will be as angry at the players as they yeah, are against yeah, Juve, yeah, yeah, right, because obviously it's rule breaking and whatever, and they'll be punished if found guilty, yeah. But that is really, really low. I'm going to pretend to take a pay cut, yeah. What, what are we talking yeah, about yeah, here, right? This is that, that's what makes this alleg- allegation so serious, and it's it can't just be Juve who's in the dock for this one, if, if proven, yeah, if yeah. proven. That's true. Showtime at the park, de prawns, Jules, as the M&M run right against Maccabi Haifa,
1: yes, baby. What a performance. I know it was only Maccabi Haifa and they're a good team but they're not very good, let's be honest. <laughs> However, the M&M was on fire. Mbappe, Neymar, Messi together, goals, assists, little backhills, little Oh, it was so good it was so good I mean, the, I'm enjoying it till it last because soon in the last 16 we will be knocked out as we know already <laughs> Chelsea are through as group winners Gab after beating Salzburg 2-1 did you like the Christian Pulisic Raheem Sterling win back partnership no the I don't on the left? I, I, I don't think they did either <laughs> I, I don't think they
0: enjoyed it I, look I know obviously why he had to do it there's yeah. James and blah 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 uh, I look and I, I like the fact that he's getting creative and he's getting original with this uh, I thought Chelsea Had periods where they played really well, although in the end, you know, the difference was this ridiculous goal by by Kai Havertz, right? Uh, Look, this is a work in progress. Chelsea tweeted out, like, you know, like the the, the WWW DDW, you know, to show that, like, he's on the official count. And I'm like, I'm sorry, who did you play in that time period? Because other than the two games against Milan where Milan played, where where Chelsea played really well. the only other serious team they played were Manchester United yeah. and they drew at home and did not play well. No, and they, they were yeah, outplayed at times. Other games against, Brent. you know, this is not the time to gloat. This is the this no. is the time to sit back and let Graham Potter do his job, yeah, because right. it's not just about results, it's about performances too, especially with Graham Potter. He's not where they want him to be, and I'm, I'm fine with that. He needs time to work. He needs yeah, yeah. time to work, and I think he'll get there. And if you want to experiment with his stuff, that's fine. I, I have no problem with it. It's not his fault. You're this horrendously put together team. I'm with you. Erling Haaland's return to Dortmund proved to be rather anticlimactic as Borussia and City battled a scoreless tie and Riyad Mahrez misses yet another penalty. But I guess it doesn't really matter. Everybody's happy except for Haaland, maybe, who appears to be injured.
1: Yeah, seems to have picked up a foot injury. Uh, Pep wasn't too happy by the penalty miss again. That's the 25th penalty missed by City since Guardiola arrived. 25 out of 80. This is massive. This, this is well, big and you would think with Holland and Gundogan like like, yeah and De Bruyne and my, I mean they all yes. like wow how was, psychologically is their problem they need to sort that out but in the end they top the group that's all they wanted we touched on this earlier Gab Barcelona were are anywhere because Inter beat Victoria Plitzen winning 4-0 And Gab, Romelu Lukaku is back. Ah. And scores! It was so nice to
0: see him come back on the pitch. Big Rom. Uh, He gives into another dimension. Of course. Brozovic will be back, too, at some point, so I'm told. Uh, First half hour... When Inter missed a couple chances, I know. This is when you know, the squeaky bum time, as Sir yeah. Alex used to say. Yeah. And like, are they going to screw this up? No, Again? they didn't. They're oh. more grown up. Mickey sending them on their way. Bastoni, phenomenal. Oh, Di Marco, I thought exceptional yeah. on on the wing as well. So big, big win. Good for them. Yeah. Emotional night in Leipzig, Jules. Just a few days after the passing of club patron Dietrich Mateschitz, uh, they beat Real Madrid 3-2, becoming the first team
1: this season to defeat Carletto's crew. Yeah, they played really well. You are very emotional, great tribute, to be fair. Great homage. Yeah, I, uh, well, the, there's a lot that I personally
0: don't like about this man's yeah, organisation yeah, yeah, and yeah, what yeah. they've done but it's
1: for also sure. true that without him these, these exactly. things wouldn't exist exactly the atmosphere was great as well Marco Rosa very happy the way his team played and rightly so and Kunku again fantastic great start of the game it was a Madrid team without Modric without Benzema there was a few changes and, and stuff made by Carletto but still very very significant win for Leipzig Milan beats up Zagreb 4-0 away and it's now all about avoiding defeat at home to Salzburg in match day 6 to qualify
0: uh yeah, it was uh, uh it was funny. This is important because you had to bounce back from the emotional damage of those two those two Chelsea games. I think yeah. they showed they could do Did that. It? Um and it was Gabby of all people <laughs> opening the scoring, which uh, I think is only the third Milan the, the third Italian defender for Milan. It's in stupid stats yeah. right, to score, but whatever. Um and uh yeah, and they, they keep rolling and now it's you know spit or get off the pot, as they say. Um, Group D is finally poised, Jules, with everything decided on uh,
1: the last day, and it's thanks to Eindracht's two to one win over Marseille. Yeah, it was. They started early, Kamada, they scored early. Sorry, Kamada Great ball by Indica, and then Rondal Colomani, Paris-born and bred, who scores the winner against Marseille from Hugendusi. Also, Paris-born and bred scored by the way earlier to make it one-one. It was really good game, I thought. Intense, had a lot of things. But for Marseille, this is a big opportunity missed because now, for them to go through, they will need to beat Spurs at the Velodrome. And I week.
0: believe there's a partial stadium clo- a closure
1: as well, yeah, right? As well, yeah, one of the, uh, the curvas is closed, so not ideal. Napoli were already through, of course, but still be Rangers 3-0, and Joe Simeone made history, yeah.
0: He made history. It's another one of those like, stats, which I find really stupid. But it's significant it because is. he is the second Argentine player in the history of the Champions League yeah. to score four goals uh, in his first, first four 40. Champions League games. I would 40. never mention such an irrelevant stat, except for one thing, is Who's who the is the one? first? His dad! His dad, Amazing. Diego Simeone, and wow. as our uh, our colleague David Cartledge tweeted out, uh, wouldn't it be cool if Giuliano Simeone gets in yeah. the Atletico first team, not this year, but next year, yeah. and... And becomes the third Argentine oh player four That's, goals in his first one It would be a big achievement. It's so weird. We take yeah. Messi so for granted. They're I like, know. So like, well, surely it's Messi, right? But no. Uh, but no. Um, Ximeno played really, really well. Spalletti rightly resting the yeah. big guns: Zielinski, uh, yeah. Victor Oseman, Um Leo Ostergaard has played very little, but I think is a tremendous player and kind it's of. He like,
1: He's is like 16th player to score for Napoli this season, or something like that. 16 wow. players to
0: score for Napoli already this season. So 12 in a game. Hands the jumper, you know, like <laughs> 12 games in a row undefeated. Uh, so it's just uh, it's just a dream. You almost wonder. You almost wonder if there isn't a man named Diego upstairs possibly Somewhere. pulling a yeah, few strings. Love that. From, uh, from up on high. Celtic and Shakhtar Donetsk battle to a 1-1 draw, which means Shakhtar can still qualify if they beat Leipzig at home in match day six. Well, no. not at home, no. but in no, Warsaw, yeah. their temporary home.
1: Yeah, what an incredible story would it be if they qualified, really, in in kind of a tough group, really, to be fair. Well, and by the way,
0: they're playing Leipzig, so it is a total, like, good Oh yeah, good versus evil, yeah, light yeah, versus
1: yeah. darkness. Everybody I'd would be, it. like, behind Shakhtar. <laughs> please go, Mudrik score, please. Um... I mean, I felt a bit for Celtic because I thought they played well again, uh, but didn't get the points that maybe they deserve. We saw maybe one of the misses of the season in young Sikan missing.
0: It-, it looked like he didn't know if he wanted to control the ball. Yeah, or, or he wanted right to shoot. foot, left foot. Like, I know, yeah. it
1: was crazy. And then you saw on his face. But we saw another great goal by Mudrik, who clearly has something very, very special. Uh, and then we, I think, all be waiting for that. Shakhtar the game You have
0: to buy shares in the future of a player. Yeah. Which Eastern European 21-year-old do you choose? Mudrik or Kvartsele? Oh, that's tough. Who's got the higher ceiling?
1: Oh, that's tough. That is really tough. That is really tough. I think
0: right now I would take Kvartsele. Yeah, me too, probably. Higher ceiling? I don't know. Mudrik?
1: Yeah. I wonder which one of the two can can play in different positions. Yeah. I think maybe Mudrik has that kind of versatil- versi- versatility, kind of ceiling higher up right. than know
0: maybe. One of our editors referred to him as the Ukrainian Neymar. Uh, do you see the parallel with
1: Neymar and Mudrik? I see in a way, although he's a far more direct player than than Neymar is. I yeah. think everything he does really is like I, try to go vertical and forward straight away running certainly compared to twenty one year old
0: Neymar. And yeah. I think honestly other than the fact that their names both have six letters in them, I'm not <laughs> sure
1: that
0: yeah, I <laughs> think fair it name. ends there.
1: Guy yeah, you big the Bruges all season long and you were right, to be fair and I gave you credit, but they lay you down at home to Porto on Tuesday, losing on Wednesday losing four 0 and for Sergio Contessao, it's a win that sends him and his team to the round of sixteen. Okay, so it would have been a different story if my main man,
0: Mr. Yeah, Champions did. League, Hans Anakin, had converted his penalty. Well done, Jober costa I think he's been again he's been phenomenal Depends. in this tournament. Wow. Um Look, I think Bruce ultimately like, yeah, we're through, we're, we're done, we don't care, right? They, yeah. They've they've achieved their goal. Yeah, exactly. But like you did. I think it's important from the Porto end. Obviously, we know what Sergio Conceição has been through, the criticism he received, the yeah. attack on his car when when you know his son was in the car with him and whatever. To to be able to kind of turn it around, get Porto back on track, is pretty. Uh, I think is yeah, it's very pretty remarkable. Yeah. Very dead rubber at the Sanchez-Piz Juan, it turned out. But Sevilla beat Copenhagen 3-0. Jules, is
1: it the Sampaoli effect? Well, (laughs) it kind of is. Although it was a terrible game the first half. I even thought Copenhagen were the better team, to be fair. They could have taken the lead. Copenhagen playing
0: all the teenagers again, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And they, they, you know, like Mohamed Darami. I think he's a very talented boy, promising boy. Maybe we... Hyped him a bit too early. Yeah, he's he kid is pretty good too. Yeah, uh, And uh, But he showed a glimpse of the talent. In the end, Sevilla uh, were too good. Gregor Baisco, by the way, his first one in a Sevilla shirt. But for nothing, because they aren't they already. Both. And now they're
0: instant favourites to win the Europa League,
1: yeah, because course, that's how they roll. For the 25th time in the history. Ralph Rangnick gave an interview to Bild in Germany where he said that he asked for a bunch of players last January to be signed by United, but was told that... United were only going to spend for the new manager, so not for him, basically. So Nkunku, Haaland, Morata, Vajol, Diaz, Vlahovic, I mean, he could have said, you know, Pele, Maradona, because <laughs> he seemed to name like well, everybody, every man and his dog. I mean, these were all players,
0: I think, other than, than Haaland, for the reasons we know, that United could have signed if they really wanted to. Yeah. I think, first of all, this kind of confirms what we've said all along, which some people stupidly denied, that whole thing where he was the manager for six months and then he's a technical director consultant yeah. for two years afterwards is all nonsense. Not it's really, all stupid. Really. It's just no. a big made up lie, just a way to pay more money. Yeah. Um, I don't have a problem with them saying, "No, we're not going to commit money on, on these kinds of players. These are all expensive players. Yeah, right? yeah. These are all. Morata maybe a little bit less so, um, but but these. But are the all, others,
1: you would sign them for any managers in the world, right? Because you. Know I don't think improve. so. I mean,
0: well, oh, okay. Holland, yes. But and I don't coo- think what? And Kunku? Maybe maybe I have a manager who plays a system who likes somebody else.
1: Oh, There's finite
0: on. resources. Valjean, what would you notice know, about Val Well, because I already have somebody who plays this position who's a lot better, just kidding. Um, look, I, I I I I don't I can understand the club saying, All right, we've We've thrown money around. We're going we're, we're gonna to be more methodical about this. I don't have a problem with United mm. deciding that. I do wonder a little bit if they had signed maybe, because from what I was told, he also suggested, fine, if you're not going to sign these big boys, can we get some lone players in in certain positions or you know cheaper options to strengthen yeah. the squad so we can make a run at the top four? Um, and they didn't do that. And I thought that was stupid yeah. because I think... You know, United would have had a chance, like a real chance, to finish in the top yeah, four last season. And I think they blew it because they didn't give Rangnick the tools to need even for that one sort of short-term goal. Yeah, yeah. Unai Emery is the new Aston yeah. Villa manager. Jules, should Villa fans get excited or should Villarreal fans burn him in effigy because he walks out in mid-season like some kind of Judas?
1: Well, I don't think they should. the Villarreal fans should do. Uh, he almost left last season, if you remember, to go to Newcastle. I think he was really tempted. In the end, it didn't happen. So I think the writing was a little bit on the wall, whether even if he was doing a, a decent job, let's call it that way, at Villarreal. Uh, I think he always had those kind of temptation to leave, even if he's halfway through the season. For Villa, I think he's a really good manager. I know he hasn't always worked out at times for him in bigger clubs. I think this is a better environment for him. Well, you see season. a better
0: environment, are Villarreal great this
1: season? I mean, at the start of the season, you're like, like oh, Villarreal are going to finish top four, their squad is so good. And like, no, OK, they, that, it's been a tough start of the season. They yeah. haven't played well. Yeah, But okay. last season you saw in the Champions League, the season before you saw in the Europa League. What he doesn't, he's more of a cup guy and a tournament guy than a league guy, for sure. But I think I think he's got a really good squad. I think he will improve them in terms of structure, in terms of discipline. I think you will see an, an impact. I hope if his English has improved, if his English is better, if his message goes through, I think this is a good signing. Yeah, I, I think obviously
0: it's a good signing because Aston Villa don't have a manager right now, so obviously. Yeah, but he's
1: better than Gerrard, right? Yes. Who so would you pick between I, him and Gerrard? I, I, so I think this. I,
0: I think he is better than he's better than than, than Steven Gerrard. Yeah, no, no question about that. He is an improvement on him. Whether he's the kind of guy that I would say, I'm going to entrust you to a longer-term project to get Villa oh, back, yeah, I'm not, not 100% sure because I think he does have serious limitations. I think his style of football, you know, we... we, we I kind of feel like, you know, we, we pick on Allegri and Simeone all the time for yeah. playing defensive football and it doesn't work. Unai Emery, fundamentally, fundamentally, you know, if we had to make a, a continuum of where we stand and, you know, and you have Pep or whatever at one end and... You have Charlo at the other end. He's much closer to this side. I yeah. know he's versatile, he can do both, whatever, but he is fundamentally a safety first guy
1: and has become more and more that, I think, over the years. Yeah, we'll see. And Emory moves mean that he will be replaced at Villarreal by Kike Setien. Uh, yeah, I guess we'll see a different brand of football.
0: Uh, yeah, we're gonna see. So the
1: Villarreal fans should be excited, I guess.
0: Yeah, look, I don't, I don't think Unai Emery was particularly popular because people, you know, people made such a big deal of what he sounds like when he speaks when he talks in English, which yeah. I think you know is silly. Like yeah, not everybody for languages, no right? But he doesn't sound great speaking Spanish either, because he gets lost in clauses and subclauses, and he's difficult to, to he's difficult to follow. Sitién um, is the kind of guy who will bring a lot of excitement. Is he too buccaneering for them, uh, Maybe, for yeah. this team? Um, I don't know. I hope Sitién learned. By the way, it's a different set of challenges. Obviously, it'll be at relative to Barcelona. Yeah, for sure he would have. I think, I, 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 think, I think he's grown. I think he's spent time yeah, away, I learned a lot. And I think he's a smart guy. I'd love to see him back in the yeah, big time. Yeah, it'd be good. It'd be good. Manchester United have been charged by the FA for failing to control their players in the game against Chelsea Saturday. <sighs> no. It's a second straight game in which they face such a charge after Tottenham in midweek. Um, in fact, I don't even remember. What do they do against Tottenham in midweek? Is, I don't it's know. a game they won, right? Yeah. I read that it's a second Whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, no, no. Can, is, this, trying, is this a concern or is it just I don't just think so. One, I'll tell you what. I hate those being charged by the FA for failing to control your players. I really hate it. I believe it only happens in England, not in other leagues. I don't really know why. Sometimes there's a scuffle, sometimes it's argy-bargy. But that doesn't mean you didn't control your players. It's just sometimes in the heat of the moment in a game like this, this is what happens. And sometimes it's not your fault either. I hate this rule. I don't know if it's a rule or what this, this is. This was stupid. Is. So
0: this was on the back of the um, of the incident between McTominay and Broja, right? Yeah, after where, the pen. Where, yeah. where, 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 where they gave the where they gave the pen. I, it's individual players deciding to go and confront the referee. If you, as a league, decide that this is no. all the thing, take action against the players. You know, like oh, the club failing to control. Like, was it more convenient like, to go? Because all know, that happens is you work. give them a fine, right? I mean. I don't. I, it's I, don't, not,
1: I don't think there's a meaningful disincentive. No, frankly. Sticking with United, Gab Cristiano Ronaldo is back in a few hours, and we'll play in the Europa League game. He's back at training against back with the the first team. Sheriff
0: Tiraspol, I believe.
1: Yeah, exactly. Who just like the manager, by the way. And Sporting coach Ruben Amorim was asked about Cristiano. He says they would love to have him back at Sporting, just can't afford his wages. Thank what? you, Captain. Obvious. Thank you. Um, if Cristiano we- really wants to go back, he knows what to do then. Look, I I think if Cristiano
0: wants to play every week and wants to be happy in scoring, he's got two paths to do it. He's either going to go and change Eric Ten Hag's mind, but you only need to look at Eric Ten Hag to say, this is not Mr. Wishy Wishy-washy who changes his mind very easily. No, definitely not. He's not Uncle Eric. Put it that way. Oh, by the way, it's just got nothing to do with everything. Somebody posted a picture of like four of the last five uh, Ajax managers. Yeah, all the
1: same. They are all, all carbon copies yeah, of each other, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. in
0: terms of their appearance. Right? Yeah, completely. I familiar. mean, on
1: the Slot has to be the next one after <laughs> yeah, <laughs> anyway. Um But
0: but yeah, look. If you want to play every week, if you want to have fun, you want to play. Sporting is an option for you. I don't know if he's going to wait to see if they advance in the Champions League or whatever. No, yeah, true. it means you it will means need to leave money on the table. Yeah, United will need to leave money on the table because they made a stupid deal when they signed you.
1: I. Surely, It's as simple to that. as that, right? Surely, surely he's ready to do that, and so are United. I think Come he's on.
0: ready. Maybe he wants to go somewhere else. I think it's big that he said, though, and the I mean this is different because I think there are a lot of managers, and I've talked about this before, who look at this, you know, managers of top clubs who say, oh, yeah, Cassandra Ronaldo a great player, but I have a system. I'm a system yeah. manager. He's going to upset the apple cart if, if he comes here, right? So I don't want to deal with that. Um, but here you have Ruben Amorim saying, you know what? I have the little Marcus Edwards up front. I'm more than... I'll find room for you, Cristiano. You know, I, I like that fact. Yeah. Now the ball's in his court, and maybe somebody it will else will come so, out of the window.
1: It would be so nice. The FA
0: have closed their investigation into the incident between uh, Jordan Henderson and Gabriel when Liverpool played Arsenal. I guess we'll never know what
1: happened. No, unless they release what they found so far, which they won't do. So, I don't know. Let's say that maybe... As we've said before, I think, uh, with Nadem, lost in translation. Clearly, Henderson said something, Gabriela heard something else. That's what Henderson is saying, that's what Gabriela is saying. I don't you know. Trust t- the process
0: in this, I'm guessing. Have that to. Both you parties have to. are, well, Gabriela, I assume, is the aggrieved party here, yeah. must be satisfied with the outcome. Otherwise, yeah. he would let us know, I yeah, presume. Yeah, I guess so.
1: Shakhtar Donetsk CEO Dmitry Palkin Says that FIFA should kick Iran Out of the World Cup and replace them With Ukraine God, this isn't going to happen, right? No, it's not going to happen It's a good a sh- idea, but no. no, it's a bad idea
0: Because it's a stupid idea I, Look, I, I have all the love in the world And support for Dmitry Palkin And the people of Ukraine And what yeah. they're going through uh, with, with the war and everything um, But and obviously, he's annoyed specifically with Iran because yeah, there's so reports of them using weapons drones and weapons yeah. in Russia. But you can't, just, FIFA can't make these decisions, right? No. If the UN decides to go and sanction Iran, whatever reason, the way they did with Russia, fine. Then we can have a conversation about it. But then also, maybe we look to see why does it. You, why is it Ukraine that gets to go and not somebody else? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think right now, especially given what's going on in Iran, with a lot of men and women taking the streets demanding uh, civil uh, human rights, civil rights having a go at it, it would be not be very smart to go and, and give the Iranian That's government true. another excuse to crack down. So I, I think you need to see. I, I don't like I said, max sympathy, max admiration for yeah. what he's doing, but this to me seems a little bit kind of like out I of thin air, you know. Be, yeah. We gave Todd Bowley a hard time about his lack of recruitment specialists, sacking um, uh, Thomas Tuchel, you know, what, like a week after yeah. the after you gave him all this money to spend. But credit to him after, you know, uh, failed approaches with uh, Michael Edwards and a host of others. Um, a whole bunch of people are not on their way. Now, I, I just say, like, I, am, I do not know any of these people <laughs> okay. personally. Yeah. I know... I know I know 3 of them by reputation. Yeah. Um, so Lawrence Stewart is joining from Monaco and he's going he to be I guess
1: the technical director. The technical director. Yeah.
0: Somebody named Paul Win Stanley is joining from Brighton. Yeah. Uh he's the guy who I presume replaced Dan Ashworth?
1: Yeah and and is his guy impressed really well from many years so I guess this one is a Graham potter signing. Uh, somebody named Joe
0: Shields is coming and From some, Southampton From Southampton And who's the guy who's been in the job He is really He's some kind of savant That's how he's been yeah. described to me And Christopher Vivell, Who was right. part of the Red Bull organization
1: Yeah uh, Who's created with some big
0: signings Wait
1: well, can you just tell me about Lauren Stewart here can Who's going to
0: do what We've said that before Okay, cause, okay So Lauren Stewart was in Monaco And prior to that he was a Red Bull Yeah Paul Mitchell's the Paul man Mitchell. in Monaco, yeah. right? So was he like Mitchell's
1: sidekick? Yeah. So Mitchell like, had a big, big role. I think Stuart was overlooking the relationship, which I think is quite interesting for Chelsea, of Monaco and the satellite club in Belgium, uh, which is Circle, Circle Sac-Bruge, Bruges. Right? This, this is bad Bruges, by the way. This yeah, bad good Bruges. Bruges. And this is yeah. Club Bruges so are, are the good ones. Sac Bruges one. are right. the bad one. That's the one that Monaco also own, which with. Make me think that Lawrence Stewart has been brought in at Chelsea to oversee maybe a few satellite clubs being bought by Todd Burley and 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 his people, uh, which would make it interesting and then his role, Stewart's role would be to oversee everything, the loaning, the loans that you make to your parent clubs, etc. etc. Um, for the others, I guess they all great minds, they know football really well, they all have their network, they all have their stats, they all have their things like that, and it's about gelling and bonding together to make the right call because if, you know, one wants a player in a position but the other one wants another player in that position, then who gets the nods and who goes with who and I think it could but be I, I think these things
0: generally work when ultimately there is a hierarchy on um, whether the person in star charges Stewart or, or, or somebody else. Yeah. You know, you get input from different sources and then one person kind of carries the can. Yeah. Um, but... Like, it's, it's good. They, they, we said it all along. They need this. We told them you should do this. And now they're
1: doing this. All yeah, I they've can got do a bit is, of time is, is, to prepare for the them. January transfer window now as well. So, <laughs> The Australian PFA released a powerful video message about Qatar 2022. Gab, what did they have to say? So, look, they said the usual things about... Um,
0: you know, the importance of preserving uh, labor rights for migrant workers, uh, the importance of uh, LGBT plus issues, uh, as they call them. Um, but I think they did it in a way that was informed and, and not grandstanding. Yeah. Right. Uh, they went. And they spoke with labor unions, they spoke with Amnesty International, they spoke with migrant workers, they spoke with the Supreme Committee of Qatar, they spoke to FIFA. So they made sure they understood all Everything. sides of the yeah. issues, and then they came out with their statement. And they says, look, you know, we don't feel that this can be ignored. Um, they reiterated calls for what I think is one of the single most important things you can do, at least on the migrant workers' front, is set up. Uh, migrant workers, research centres, with you know legal advice centre, mm. with Qatari lawyers, local lawyers, that's well-funded, that's going to stick around after the definitely, World Cup. Yeah. Because when the circus moves out of town, nobody looks anymore. Yeah, and we've true. seen this happen in many places. So if you're going to come out and take a stand, this is the way to do it. An yeah. informed, intelligent stand after you do your research and your homework. Well done to the Australian yeah, uh, PFA. Liga president Javier Tebas continues to troll Paris Saint-Germain. Jules, uh, he says they need to be punished for all their spending. It's more than half a billion in the last couple of years, and that 10 million, a uh, 10 million found for Nasser would be like a cup of coffee.
1: Of course, an expensive coffee, surely Italian coffee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time he can, I think it's the sport in Monaco at the moment, and that's why he spoke to the keep. Uh, he was so happy to do it. <laughs> Um, I mean, if I was him, I'd be a bit more worried that I only have one Spanish club in the Champions League last sixteen for the first time ever in the Champions League, by the way. Then uh, we were so to used to Spanish teams dominating yeah, Europe. Not anymore. Um, huh? So Javier, maybe just you know look at your own league for for a little bit. The other thing I don't get about this is, dude,
0: you're on the. He's the, if I'm not mistaken, he's a league representative on the mm-hmm. UEFA executive committee, right? Yeah. There's the old version of financial fair play, which will still apply for this season and the next season. You have the new version, right? We're having going on and on in public, like punish them, punish this. Tell me what you're doing. Tell me, talk to me about these rules. Talk to me about the need for transparency. Maybe campaign for transparency within it and say, like, not just oh they made a ton of losses. How did they make them? What rules could they have broken? Explain it. Not just it, it seems just, to me yeah. like you're playing to the audience, right? Yeah. And this is what happens with both sides. This is what really bugs me when it comes to financial regulations, right? On the one hand, you know, you got people, oh like, you know, petrodollars, city, PSG, they're all cheats. On the other side, they're like, Oh look, you know, they're all corrupt, UEFA's against us, blah, blah, blah.
1: <laughs> you know, I, seriously. I know, I know, I know. You're right. UEFA and Commonwealth have confirmed another finalissima gap, April 6, 2023, England's women against Brazil's women. So the Euro winners against the Copa America winners.
0: That's right. The the the, the, the finalissima, that story yeah. tradition, which, of course, dates all the way back to uh, June first, 2022. <laughs> I remember the date well because it was also at Wembley. Uh, I was supposed to go to the game, but I caught COVID uh, in Paris. In Paris, up. yes. Of at the Champions League final. Um, I think it's it's great. I think this is kind of slightly probably more significance in the men's game. You're the expert in women's football because I know Brazil are good, but I'm assuming a proper finalissima might be UEFA against the CONCACAF Gold Champions of CONCACAF.
1: No? Yeah. Or well, I think the idea is well, South America against Europe, right? Which is the the men's version. The women's version of the men ones, um, and Brazil. And we've are, just had Brazil a US, are a good side, right? Yeah, and we've just had a USA, the USA v England only a few weeks ago. So you can't have like but that wasn't a finalissima. This I is know the that, finalissima. Yeah, but I want to see. I want mm-hmm. to see that game. That's going to be good. I'd be there. It's been revealed that there were more football-related
0: tweets on Twitter in 2021 than American football, basketball, and baseball combined. Jules, this yeah. made news in the US. But are you surprised? <laughs> Not at all, no. I mean, I don't know. What would you be surprised <laughs> That the, the biggest sport, sport in the globe in the should also be the biggest one on a global social media yeah. platform?
1: I, Especially considering, you know, against sports like American football and baseball, who are not only played in the US, I know, but mostly played in Europe, mostly followed. Yeah, I, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, nice. no. Come on. Thank you, Captain Obvious. Yeah, exactly. Palmeras won the kids. And Drake, and I don't think this is the last time you're here. His name on this show became the youngest player to score in the history of Brazil's Serie A 16 years and 97 days of age against Atletico Paranaense and Gab he even threw Erling Haaland as well come he's on he's coming for you he's, he's got coming, got coming for, for you, you. Erling, Erling Haaland he's, he's coming for now look
0: ah. I, yeah, he he basically trolled him. He trolled him, I think. You could say no, it was an yeah. homage to oh, Erling Haaland. You be. know what? He probably grew up watching, you know, idolizing Erling Haaland. Yeah, he was 10 when you I... Know, like, <laughs> um, he, he basically copied Erling Haaland's yeah. uh, uh, goal celebration. Uh, I think it's great. Like, we've talked about him before. Like, what you don't want to do is... Put too much on there, no, You don't want him to turn into like true. those like tennis stars from like the '80s who like yeah, yeah. you know win the U.S. Open when they're 14 and are like you know out Jennifer Capriati by yeah, the time they're course. 18, whatever. I presume he's got a good. I presume he's got good people around. They know what they're doing. The transfer hype is already going with this kid. Yeah, let's let him go. I hope of he course. stays at least until he's 20, 21 years old in Brazil. I mean, I,
1: um, you don't think we'll see him at the I World don't. Cup, do you? I don't think so, although I would love to. I mean, you you know, know, Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo was very very young in 94, so And didn't play, but yeah. Didn't play, but still he's part of the experience, I guess. Right, that brings us to an end. But Jules, we gotta come back on Monday
0: because there is a big, big weekend ahead and you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Until then, love the game, love your neighbor, love yourself.